0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Anticipation of my vacation. Excited to smell the breeze. And seeing all the water, things to discover. That's all I really need. You know you're getting close when sands in the road. Won't be long before you reach. And if you're feeling lazy, things are kind of crazy. Know that hammock's within reach. I just need some mix, to mix, how to live You're. time. <laughs> Fuck you up. Fuck you
1: up.
2: This episode is brought to you by Wiggity, Wiggity 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 Snacks. Do you have the attack? Is it giving you flack? What's the only thing that's going to make the craving reject? Chips and dip might make you flip, but there's only one thing that will make you trip. Wiggity Wiggity Wiggity, Wiggity Snacks. Now at your local grocer's. All right, everybody. Welcome to Friend or Foe. This um, is the
1: first podcast I've done that has sponsors. It's yeah. exciting. <laughs> it sounds so well, legit. sort
2: of. Kind of. Semi, semi sponsors. <laughs> we we will have actual sponsors very, very soon. Uh, I'm here right now with Brandon Burkhart.
1: Hi, that's me.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Brandon. Uh, Thanks for having me. It uh, it came together in sort of a you know it was kind of kind of a, a quick thing. We we were introduced online and. And now here you are in person, in the
1: flesh. It, it happened through Facebook and everything yes. real in this world now happens through Facebook. That's right. It it
2: really does. Uh, I have so many people poo-pooing Facebook. I know all these, well, I will say most of them are models, but uh-huh. <laughs> all, all of the, uh, these people that are like, you know, deleting their Facebook every other week. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think I'm going to go away for a while. Uh-huh. No, 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 no. This this is part of the echelon of living now. This this is part of our whole this is Facebook is part of the fabric of existence in the in the modern age. Like, I I mean, I wouldn't this show wouldn't exist without Facebook. I've got to have Facebook, not not only for yeah. the promotion train, but just like, you know, interacting with people and 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 uh, keeping touch with people.
1: Sometimes I forget that I'm friends with somebody until Facebook says, it's your seven year anniversary of being <laughs> friends on Facebook. I'm like, oh, oh, that person.
2: You exist right. again. Welcome back in my life.
1: Brings people together. Timmy.
2: <laughs> now Thomas. Now yes. he now he goes by and Thomas. Now he's married you know. with three kids. That's right. right. He, he met his wife and, two and dogs.
1: He, he met his wife and his three kids and his two dogs all on Facebook.
2: I'm technically not a millennial, but I embrace mm-hmm. I embrace being a millennial. I I accept the label because I I love everything about the internet. I've I've been. You know, I I was all about the like AOL chat and when that existed, and of course, you know, I had a MySpace page for like everyone else, and I I just I enjoy seeing the transition of each each piece of it as it as it comes along. And Face Facebook, I think is is fine where it is. I think they need to stop making quite so many changes. There there's a bit too many. They're they're yeah. always adding things that you don't really want. You know.
1: Yeah, well, and, and when I want to really scare myself, I'll look at my MySpace page. It's like going through a haunted carnival <laughs> to see the dead ends that you left there nine years ago. It's like, as Facebook is, if they're afraid if they don't keep changing, they'll be like MySpace. I actually, I remember I met a girl at a party at the height of MySpace, maybe 2005. And she worked there, and she had a MySpace logo tattoo on her shoulder because she you was serious? so proud to be part of MySpace. Whoa. Yes, and I wonder how, if she's turned into a swan or a, a dolphin by now, because now it's bear. Yeah. Or maybe she's saying it's it's ironic. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's she kinda that is the gun. that
2: is dedication. Yeah, that is that is true dedication. Embarrassing,
1: sure. headed dedication.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's up there with you know having a tattoo of your ex. That's that's <laughs> why I don't have any tattoos. I, I think I, I I get too attached um, yeah. to a relationship when I'm in one, and I I think I would be tempted to do that if if I were into tattoos. And then that would that would be a part of me forever, and I don't uh, yeah. I don't think
1: that's a good idea, really. I'm too yeah I'm too noncommittal to put something <laughs> permanent, right? If, you know, if you could make make it uh, temporary every six months, you can change it, then that'd be fun.
2: Sure. Yeah. Well, I figure, you know, as an actor, if I if I don't have any tattoos, they can always put them on, right? Yeah, they, sure. They can always put fake tattoos on, but if you have a real one, then you know now uh, because of the whole the Mike Tyson thing. You've got Look to face. get yeah, yeah. You've got to you've got to get uh, uh, permission from the tattoo artist yeah. to be able to have that tattoo shown on screen.
1: Oh okay, because yeah, it's their it's their mm-hmm. copyright work. It's art. Well, soon we'll all be living through our avatars anyway, so we'll just be laying in pods and Dude, controlling that's so these giant marionettes, and they can be whatever we want them to be. Yes,
2: from the from our sky kings far above us. Yeah. That's right. Mhm. Well, we're all in that. We're all in the matrix anyway, as as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure. I'm I'm pretty cozy inside my pod like I'm 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 happy to be to be strung up to a bunch of wires while other people puppet my life because yeah. otherwise, I mean, I I screw up enough as it is. I don't know what I would do if I actually released myself from our our alien gods and then, you know, <laughs> went on to actually re, uh, lead a real life beyond the matrix. I I think it would just be dull and uh accident prone this more so than it kebab. already is. This
1: is getting really <laughs> heavy. I didn't know I'd be questioning my entire existence just being on. The-
2: hey, that's uh that's what we do here on the show.
1: Uh by the way, do you have any wickety whack wickety wicky snacks? Cuz usually you, you know, have I- some to give away if you have a sponsor.
2: Oh, that's that's very true. <laughs> uh I think we I think we have a stash in the uh green room. You have a
1: wickety-wickety stash? <laughs> That's right. Snacks.
2: Exactly. So we actually worked together. Um, you probably don't remember. In fact, almost probably definitely not. <laughs> but um, uh, okay. you were you, uh, <laughs> you were I think doing running the sound uh, for a short film called Addled that we did with uh, L Latham.
1: Oh, 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 oh. I do remember. Yeah, I do remember that day. I remember eating way too many donuts. Cause, like,
2: <laughs> there were so many cause, donuts.
1: Cause, and I've had, I've come across this with other productions, other people, too. People will go old school and think, well, I'm going to feed the cast and crew with a bunch of donuts. And they show up with a couple of dozen and everyone's, I'm on a diet. Are this gluten free? And then you have a box of unused donuts. And then I always feel guilty. That the producer bought all these donuts, and then I'll eat five or six just to make the box less full and make yeah. sad. Because I, I, I always feel I feel empathy for people who I don't want them to feel sad. So I'll eat their feelings for them, and then I'll leave in a <laughs> diabetic coma. That happened with my with my uh, storytelling show that I host. My partner insisted on buying donuts to give to the crowd, and then less than half of them were taken. And then I end up eating half a box of donuts in my car at midnight on the way home.
2: Oh and no! And I got
1: so sick. I didn't want them to go to waste.
2: No, you really don't, cause cause they're so good, dude. I'm I'm a Krispy Kreme fan uh, oh, fiend. My
1: God. I just I
2: and and they're so far away. <laughs> they're always so far away. Like the closest one, uh, I've I've moved like 15 times in the last three months. It's been in insane but like the closest one is always in burbank and then i'm like do i really want to go all the way to burbank for Krispy Kreme? i definitely uh-huh. do want to go but then i'm yeah. like no i i can't i shouldn't spend the money to go all the way over there but if dude, you actually donuts, not are... if
1: you walk there then you could earn the calories to actually eat them oh
2: that's dude <laughs> oh dude you're you're gonna kill me because <laughs> I, I
1: i actually i moved here from new york city uh In the year 2000, which was a while ago. In the year
0: 2000. 2000,
1: And I immediately gained 15 pounds because I had this job working for this internet company in Pasadena. And every Friday was Krispy Kreme Day. And they just gave us boxes and boxes of Krispy Kreme. And it's free food. So I'm going to eat as much as I can. And there was also a free vending machine. So I was just five, six Dr. Peppers a day. It took me seven years to lose the weight that I gained in two years at that job.
2: Holy crap. They were killing but, us. It, but it, <laughs>
1: killing us with kindness.
2: <laughs> but it tastes so good going down. And you're like, ah, oh, I want more. Please give me more. Yeah. I, I can, I, yeah. I, I, I gotta watch it with the donuts, uh, and and the Mountain Dew,
1: dude. Oh, I, you don't drink Mountain Dew? Come on. <laughs> you know it. You know I do. That's you can't do the do. <laughs> dude, I do the dew. Are like, you are you doing the do so ironically? You, you, no. Oh, man. No. Oh, I had man. one right
2: before the show, which is why I keep
1: Mountain Dew is for skateboarders who've crashed too many times and have <laughs> severe brain damage in their heads. Well,
2: you know, I mean, dude, I I love it so much. I I know I need to just like stop cold turkey and quit drinking do, it. Do
1: you do the the Code Red or you just go classic Mountain Dew?
2: I'm I'm generally classic, uh, Code Red every once in a while. Um, You're feeling crazy. And so a, <laughs> you know, mix it up. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, what's the? Um, uh, there's a mango one too. Uh, mango Mountain like, Dew. Yeah, I've had that. Had I'm, that a few times. I'm
1: moving to Antarctica. <laughs> I'm just leaving society behind completely. I can't live in a world where there's but mango it's Mountain Dew. So good. It's so good. I, I was actually dating a girl like five years ago, and she always complained she is terrible insomniac. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. Uh, and one time when I picked her up, she was drinking a Mountain Dew Kickstarter. Is that yes. a thing? And I'm like, Kickstarter, yeah. what the hell are you doing drinking those things? I yeah. don't know why I can't sleep. And so that just reaffirmed that people that drink Mountain Dew are stupid. No offense. <laughs> yeah, none none taken.
2: Or all, all right, taken. Yeah. I will find you after the show, you son of I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've cut it way, way down over the last few years. Like, I, I haven't gone totally L.A. bougie, mm. but, like, I cut... Um, I cut milk out almost yeah. completely out. Milk is it's just it's just terrible for you. Yeah, you don't, um, you don't need it. And uh, and with the dew, like I'll have a can a day, because I used to used to you give me a two liter and I can down that I down that shit in like 15 minutes and then and then I'll be ready for more later in the day. Like no joke.
1: <laughs> to me, it just it, it looks like something they'd be pouring into your car when you go to Jiffy Lube. Like we gotta yeah. ref, we gotta f- you know fill up your. I think that works actually. Green fluids. <laughs> If you're out of if you're out of uh, any kind of uh, w- you know windshield washing fluid, you just put Mountain Dew in there. Yeah, uh, I think what's going to happen, ironically, is you're going to finally kick your Mountain Dew habit, and then the friend or foe podcast will get sponsored by Mountain Dew with all the Mountain Dew Please. you can drink.
2: It, Mountain Dew, if you're listening, PepsiCo. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, you had that whole oh, falling Co. out with the with the with the commercial, but. Uh, I, I still I still love you. Only only Mountain Dew though. We we'll we'll, we'll we'll keep the Pepsi out of
1: it. Did you watch did you watch that commercial? I unfortunately
2: did, dude. My jaw I the floor. I'm still It's uh it's pretty bad. It's it's pretty unfeeling. But it's
1: also confusing to me because I don't know anyone who ever 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 drinks Pepsi. I, I just thought how are they still in business? I I've known one guy who drank Pepsi in my life of meeting 5000 people or so. Uh-huh. So I don't know who their market is.
2: I, I don't know. I and, and almost like all of the restaurants have, have Coke products. I think it's like, um, yes, I, I do happen to know this. The Taco Bell, Pizza Hut have Pepsi products.
1: Because they're owned by the same, yeah.
2: That's right. You know. Yeah. It's all the, all the same
1: people. I was watching that ad and, and, you know, they're holding these protest signs that are all in Pepsi colors and they're saying, join the conversation. And it worked because we all joined the conversation. We the sure conversation did. is how much we hate Pepsi. Right. We all got in on that conversation. Yeah, it's going strong.
2: Pepsi and United.
1: Yeah, they should go. To, they should be. United <laughs> should switch to having only Pepsi products yeah. if they don't already. Right. I
2: I think it may very well happen. <laughs> honestly, after uh-huh. yesterday, yikes. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about your show. Okay. Tell me all about the show. You, um, it's a Im- improv show.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little of a, a bit of a hybrid that my uh, my partner Tony Bartoloni came up with, which is. Because uh, I've been doing storytelling shows um, for three or four years now. And uh, sometimes they be- can become a little formulaic. As far as people tell the same story seven, eight, nine times. So it's a little bit um, over prepared. So we had the idea to do an improvised storytelling show where you have to, try, you know, off the cuff, come up with a story. Um, so when we get our performers on stage, we give them a random prompt, like different – different forms of, of inspiration, whether it's a YouTube video or a poem or a song or a painting, and hopefully that'll elicit something to get them started on, on a like seven to eight minute story. And uh, so we, we do that at the Nerdist school stage, the first Fridays of the month uh, at 10 PM. And it's been going well since October. We've maybe had 40 storytellers and we've only had one. Actually, we've had 45 now we had one out of 45, give up and panic and bail uh, and that was <laughs> our last bad. month yeah. 45, it that's... was going really well strong for a while and then we had this one performer who um he just didn't sometimes he people have to talk to themselves for a minute about what they're thinking about and then then the sure. story from their life will come up that, it, that relates and they'll, then they'll be great as long as you just try to think something to talk about um It'll work. But this one guy just immediately got up there and it's like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't want to do this. Can I sit down? And we thought he was kidding. People are laughing. And then we try to give him help. He, like, hey, talk about this. Talk about that. And he's just like, I don't want to be here right now. And he just left. So, But that made it more – it makes it more real that you see that – because we're putting performers out there on a tightrope without a net. And sometimes they're gonna fall and crash, and sure, uh,
2: a very anxious kind of thing, uh-huh. you know, uh, when you're when when you're sharing something, uh, yeah. about yourself that's that's very personal. And we've
1: had a yeah, and the good thing about it too is we had a couple of people that reveal things that they've never t- told anybody. I mean, that are very private and kind of embarrassing. But we're not. That's why that's why we don't film the show. It's like what happens, what happens in blank space storytelling stays there. Um, so we've learned some interesting things about people but uh and the guy that that bailed and quit i i kind of want to have him back just as like a trumpet return go again but sure but uh maybe we shouldn't torture him like that.
2: <laughs> have you had a like a, a time in your life where it was just like something that that's that's hard to talk about but you were able to
1: express that uh yeah um i'm trying to think of what was most difficult um yeah i mean yeah there 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 were a couple of stories that i told on stage that i things that happened 10, 20 years ago that I didn't even talk about to friends that I kind of had blocked out. Um, and it was just, um, it was emotional, even like remembering what happened and, and acknowledging what happened and getting it out there. But then it's very cathartic uh, sure. when the crowd responds to it. Um, but yeah, that's why I like storytelling because I've i done stand-up in the past and, and I like telling jokes, but it, it's, it feels uh, just more satisfying to um to share something personal um with a bunch of strangers and have them respond to it because we all have a lot of the same uh experiences whether we realize it or not because you'll think oh no, you know no one's had this kind of feeling or no one's done something this stupid and then people are like yeah i did that too or i've done it even worse so it's good to share it's good to get that out
2: i uh auditioned for a nude comedy troupe
1: wait did you say new or nude? <laughs>
2: I said nude, with a D. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: there'll be some D on stage for sure. <laughs> um, I,
2: and uh, as as you can very well imagine, it was, uh, it was very— uh, Wait, did you every, audition in the nude? a pun at this— uh, what? Did you audition in the nude? Yeah, we all did. Yeah, there were about—I uh, think there were 16 of us in the room at the time. In, the,
1: in By in the room, you mean in some guy's basement. <laughs> there's, no, I, there's, no I, show. there's no show. No, it was. Uh, there's was no a, show.
2: I was at a studio. It was. Uh, it was at a building in Studio City.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> said, I was gonna say. Was this in Van Nuys? <laughs> it's Van Nuys. It's something like that would happen in Van Nuys. But studio City is close enough.
2: Yeah, uh, I honestly, I I had a blast because here here's the thing, here's the thing. You know, when you're, um, everybody always gives you the advice when you're going up on stage. You know, picture everyone in their underwear or naked or whatever it mm-hmm. is. To, I never that that never really helped me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I just you know uh, most of it was just uh, immersion therapy for me. I'm just like I, I'm I'm terrified to do it, so I'm going to do it anyway, mm-hmm. and then I'll feel better afterwards. This was one of those things. This is. This is totally insane and something that, you know, I I don't expect myself to do. No one else would expect me to do something like this, right? I'm totally going for it. So, um, yeah, everybody got up there and did either a three-minute stand-up or shared some sort of story yeah. uh, about their life, and, and, and that was it. Of course, it was, you know, of the 15, there were, you know— Twelve guys and three women, <laughs> uh, but the, the uh, everybody everybody was really great. We all, uh, um, you know, obviously we wait, talk about getting to know people very quickly. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Where do you
1: even find out this auditioning is ha- happening? Facebook, of course. Oh my god! <laughs> it all happens on Facebook. Uh... So so it sounds totally legit. Uh, so this is a show that's supposed to happen on stage it's a, somewhere?
2: It's a troupe, yeah. They do a number of different shows. So they are around they, town. They already exist. They they have uh for a while now. Yes, yeah, I think eight or nine years. Looking or something.
1: at new members, pun intended. <laughs> hey, if you if you <laughs> new want, floppy if members. you'd like
2: to uh to give it a go, I can give you the guy's name. Uh, <laughs> just I'd sooner send drink him a m- I'd sooner message. drink
1: a Mountain Dew <laughs> than an audition for a nude. New- <laughs> um Wow. Okay, so, uh, so you knew going in I have to show up and do my audition in the nude. Did, yes. did you practice at home in the nude to like get that feeling down of performing? No.
2: I I gotta tell you, I'm I'm kind of an exhibitionist. Like, I mean, I I'm totally comfortable being. Being huh. naked, like uh, if if there was a nude beach over here, mm-hmm. I would probably frequent it, despite the, you know, many old men balls that I'm sure I'd uh-huh. see. But yeah, but um, it's, I I just you know I'm comfortable with my
1: body. Well, it's mine, you, and you have to be proud of a body sculpted by Krispy Kreme donuts and Mountain Dew. <laughs> right, I mean, me up exactly. For that. <laughs> I'll see you in the Baywatch sequel, ladies. You can't,
2: <laughs> ladies. You you can't see this uh, yum yum, but uh, it's. Uh, let me tell you, sculpted out of clay. That's right, melting soft clay, Play-Doh. <laughs> That's right. I uh, I watched some of your videos. Of course, you know I did my my due diligence oh and, uh, okay
1: where well, I was fully clothed the whole time so yes, probably bored yes, the crap out of uh, you like, what of kind it. of entertainment is this
2: he's wearing clothes a, I don't get what it what the hell it's
1: not the, it's no fun I saw
2: that. Dating Catwoman which uh, oh, was, that was pretty an, hilarious <laughs> you,
1: you dug into the to I sure the did d pulls, man Deep pulls. yeah my friend Michelle Thorne wrote that That was that was fun that was in my old apartment in Hollywood uh huh um. Yeah. I back in the day, we we would make you know back in the day, we, circa two thousand six, two thousand eight. Everybody was making so many YouTube videos, thinking this will be a way to rich <laughs> to a rich, famous lifestyle. And then um, I haven't made that many of those kind of videos in the past ten years. But there was a heyday where oh, constantly yeah. shooting something.
2: I had a I made a YouTube page in two thousand five, and I I legitimately thought I was. I absolutely knew what it was going to become, Mm. and I'm like, I'm hitting this at every level. Like, I'm definitely going to be a YouTube star. Like, I'm going to make a shit ton of money off of this. It's going to be great. None of those things happened.
1: You know who I feel sorry for? I had a couple of friends that were into this, uh, which I never got into, but there were so many— Vine stars Sure. that were obsessed with perf- making the perfect Vine videos, getting the following going, and then it just all yanked away.
2: Yeah, I uh, I was all up on the Vine. <laughs> I I oh, you were I yeah. never I never really I I never made anything significant on there. I mean, it was just. And everybody's doing Snapchat videos and Snapchat stories. I I don't even have time. And Instagram keeps stealing their things, and then Snapchat will steal their things and back and forth. Yeah, because now it feels like
1: Instagram has the same exact layout.
2: It's it's exactly the same. As much as it's um, sort of terrifying, I embrace all of it. I wouldn't be doing anything. Without the internet, I just wouldn't, you know, this podcast wouldn't exist. my My livelihood wouldn't be able to mm. have any legs, like you know, yeah. I I couldn't do proper promotion of anything that I'm doing or whatever with without uh, having access to all of that. So
1: I wonder if there was it would be interesting. I know it just didn't happen, but it'd be fun if pre internet there was CB radio. In the '70s, was big. What if there was right. a CB radio star who had like a number of followers tuning in and got sponsors? <laughs> Record <It's>, one nine. <laughs> this this uh, CB uh, communications brought to you by Mountain Dew. Do the do We got a smoky <laughs> on your tail. Yeah, that would have been cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go back in time. I, make that
2: happen. Do a uh, do a whole podcast on pagers. The Pager Podcast. Uh yeah yeah. I I used to run an electronics store with my dad, and we uh, we actually it started out as VCR repair, and then wow. and then turned into a, a pager store, and then cell phone store. So we had the 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 bag phones, and then the, like the huge brick phones, like the teletac two fifties. Yeah, we run the we ran the whole gamut. So, like I've seen the all of the generations uh, of the technological advances that have yeah. that have come through. It's, it's just. It's crazy and wild and sort of terrifying, but also really, really amazing and engaging.
1: You know, what I, what I missed from the whole VCR era was those Corvette-shaped— Video cassette rewinders you could get. You remember oh, yeah. those? Like, oh, I those do. Were the coolest thing ever. We, we fixed those. <laughs> <laughs> How would they, would they break? Yeah. People to try to crash them in the wall or all something. All the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had we had all sorts of crazy stuff in our in our garage, <laughs> and the and the Betamax, of course. We, we yeah. used to have Betamax machines all the time in there.
1: Everything has, has come back though, because now 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 mixed cassette tapes are a thing again. Really? Yeah. People in the past couple of years have started. Making them and passing them around, which seems like a lot of work, and and also I've seen that there's like laser disc collectors now. You remember laser discs were true? I big, do. crappy giant people thing. do. You, people still collect those? Yeah, because people say that, that some of them, these things have features that were never put on DVD or VHS, like different commentaries and different editions of movies. So they sure collect those things. But
2: <laughs> I'm a big collector of. All things Weird Al, and um, I, I believe I better get this right, or I'm gonna have lots of angry mm. emails. Um, but I, I believe there's um, there's like a straight to video thing that he did called The Complete Al, mm. and there was one on, on, uh, on laserdisc that wow. was put out that I've never been able to get my hands on because every time it shows up on eBay, it's like four hundred dollars or something. Yeah. You
1: know? Damn. Yeah, I, I like how you're worried you get a bunch of angry emails from. Weirdo Re- <laughs> Re- no, fans no, are so violent. They and really are. Full of <laughs> rage. You don't want to piss I, them off.
2: I love you all. Actually, they're the they're the nicest they're the nicest fans in the world. He's uh, he's he's super cool. Unless you so. piss them off, then then they're your worst.
1: It can they be your best friend or your worst enemy.
2: Put an accordion over your head. You never hear from you again.
1: I always find those people especially threat, threatening. I've met people a couple times in my life that that say that phrase i could be your best friend or your worst enemy i'm like there's no gray area in the middle or are you just <laughs> right just say, i'm bipolar like there's only one way i <laughs> can feel right you can't be my acquaintance you're either my lover or i'm trying to stab you <laughs> watch out for those people
2: especially in this town right it's yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> you you gotta watch out you better be nice to me on this show uh-huh. by the way. i'm just just telling you
1: um i actually had a friend um who had a sketch group this is a few years ago and they kicked out this one girl from the group and then she she was going to cast a spell on them she's like I'm a white witch and I'm casting a spell on you and you guys are going to fail now because she was so upset. So don't don't cross the wrong Wiccan in this town. Uh,
2: well, it after well actually everything if if she said she was a white witch, everything with that story is already <laughs> convoluted and wrong. You can't use it for negative stuff. Well yeah. that's that's exactly the whole thing. Wiccan yeah. in itself, it's it's all white. Unless you're you you can't really use it to manipulate anyone in a in that sort of way. That's that's not what it's about. I
1: guess if you want to stay in the in the white witch area which and hurt somebody, what you do is you wish good things to happen to everybody except that one person. Except that They'll one They'll stay in
2: place. Except you, Paul. And I don't that. like you. Yeah. We'll be right back with Brandon after this break. Jabberjaw Media is an independent talk and entertainment podcast network founded by Mike Mowry and Matt Carter, who saw a need for podcast hosts to strategize, find ways to build stronger audiences, and share tips under one roof. They collaborated to create an entertainment centric podcast network that enables direct communication between artists and their audience without the influence of media conglomerates or other gatekeepers. The artist friendly network works with its hosts in creating compelling content and encouraging free expression of thoughts, ideas, and beliefs. Jabberjaw media exists to aggregate present podcasts and help them thrive while seeking to produce great content from interesting personalities within independent music and beyond. Jabberjaw media shows will provide a wealth of knowledge, offer insightful, Stories and thought-provoking topics. Network members and hosts not only work in their respective industries today, but they are also genuinely passionate about the people that make up this community. As a result, the network is full of shows relevant for both fans and professionals alike, including The Bad Christian Podcast, Washed Up Emo, Metal Sucks, Modern Vinyl, Too Old to Date, and of course, the show you're listening to now. Listen to all of these shows and many more on JabberjawMedia.com or on any of your favorite podcast apps. And we're back with Brandon Burkhart.
1: Hey, uh, still here. <laughs>
2: you doing other any other projects at, uh, at Nerdist or?
1: Um, I'm, uh, well, my latest project is uh, injuring myself. My latest project. uh Just to uh, show I'm a well-rounded individual. I, I just joined this uh, basketball rec league that plays uh-huh. uh, in Hollywood, and it's a bunch of comedy writers on my team. uh but I, have no, I've, I haven't played organized sports in ever in my entire life. So I was all excited and nervous about our first game last Thursday. Because I've I played basketball for years in my driveway as a kid. So I, you know, I have some skills. But uh, first I'm playing full court in my life. And uh, so I was nervous and, and just wanted to do well and not myself. And I went up there and I played well and I made my first shot and immediately twisted my ankle. Oh. And now I'm out. I'm out. I had to come off the court after five minutes and watch the rest of the game. Oh, and yeah. now my my foot is just, just blowing up. And so I'm walking in this terrible support. Oh yeah, I see. It's my foot's totally uh, purple. It's gone. It's gone to the rotten banana phase. Oh, yikes! So <laughs> yikes. so much of my sports glory. Uh, I was even for years. I still tell myself if I. If I practice really hard for five months, I can make the NBA. That's still in my head sometimes, you know. But uh, delusions die hard.
2: That's I. I've, I've never been a sports guy either. Like unless, what? But you drink, not... you drink
1: Mountain Dew. I know. Like, I'm, Mountain I'm Dew was like it out there. Mountain Dew was like for snowboarders and like professional they skateboarders. Are. I I do all games. those things.
2: Not not absolutely not. If Quidditch counts, then. Uh, it's There's
1: not a. It's not. It's a. It's a fantasy sport, so it does, does not at count. At least you. At least you know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. Oh, was that a test? Uh, I, fa- I, I failed
2: the nerd test. Oh no, you. You won it with with flying colors. You, you know it, You know it's a Harry Potter. Oh, reference, I don't want to so get. It's... I don't.
1: don't want to get angry letters from the Harry Potter fans. Oh, so I it a nerd it Oh, thing. you will. Oh my God. Yes. They're going to burn my house muggles down. Muggles and
2: wizards alike will be. Will be trolling you. On I am. Your,
1: I'm like Pepsi. I've started the conversation between muggles and wizards. <gasps> they're probably brought together. Oh no. No.
2: Half-bloods, you oh, know. no, you can't say that on this show. I'll be I'll be I'll be canceled immediately. Uh,
1: uh, but, you know, when I'm not horribly mangling my ankles my ankle trying to live my childhood sports dreams, um, just like everyone else in L.A. going to Starbucks and writing a screenplay. You know,
2: there's there's nothing wrong with that.
1: On, honestly, there's there's like
2: really, I hear uh, so many so many writers like getting flack about, hey, Starbucks is a—it's a good place to to go to, like you know, yeah. even if you're, it's whatever you're doing, it's writing a script or you know, watching porn or whatever. Wow, it's okay, it's a- you, you kind of missed <laughs> up. I went there immediately. You kind of—I know—I gave myself away. You, didn't wanted, I?
1: You, you went a little bit uh, Sean Spicer on Hitler <laughs> in there. Did you watch his? Press conference today. Not to get too political, but uh, finally someone said something nice about Hitler. It's about time. And it it was White House (laughs) Press Secretary Sean Spicer. Of course it was. (laughs) Sure. Finally the guy gets a break. (laughs) Yeah, he needs one. (laughs) And then he had to explain himself, and he made it worse. So it's that's my main entertainment now. I wake up every morning, I turn on CNN, and then I just horrified and laughing at the same time, like just seeing what is happening now.
2: I don't, I don't know the word to describe it. It's so unbelievable and just ridiculous. It's it's yeah. such a... I mean, I guess it it always has been, yeah, you know, it, it always has level, been, but, but now, now it's just like ugh, every day there's some weird, strange, you know, but it always gives you more characters to watch
1: yeah. <laughs> for sure. Sean Spicer is. But now, yeah, it's, it's like Alice in Wonderland now. We're just through the looking glass and everything is maddening and upside down. And so by the time you hear this podcast, we'll probably all be dead in World War Three. so... <laughs> Enjoy. It. Like, uh, it's, it's, uh
2: yeah, thankfully we're we're inside this padded room
1: uh, <laughs> right now. I actually um I had a I had a uh very scary moment this morning. So I am probably dying in front of you. Oh boy. Um which is um we have a um I, I live I live in this uh in this duplex. It's like a house that's forty, fifty years old, early seventies, and we're having a building inspector come over. So I had checked to make sure the smoke alarms all work. And I took one of the covers off one of the smoke alarms. And there's a sign there with a warning sign that says, um, warning, this contains radioactive materials. So I've been living there for five five years now, uh, being poisoned by whatever's in the smoke alarm.
2: That that might have been helpful to know Uh, (laughs) previously. (laughs) Holy crap, So I
1: don't know what that means. I'll have to find out later. uh,
2: Are are your lungs okay?
1: So far, so good. But it's like... A smoke and is supposed to save you from fire. Yeah, but that, not from the fire kind of, of an chemo later. Yeah, you'd be burned from the inside. So I don't know how that legal or how that stands. Uh,
2: oh geez. <laughs> or maybe I'll get superpowers. Maybe well that's that's the thing that you want, right? Yeah. Maybe uh maybe you'll you'll be able to uh, uh to blow fire.
1: Okay that, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm that a would, living walking fire. Yeah, yeah.
2: you know. Dragon powers.
1: That will help at the basketball rec league. That'll tim- intimidate the <laughs> opponents. I mean, I don't Someone know if you, it'll
2: help. I don't know if it'll help your dunking game, but it'll sure. Be- well,
1: actually, you know uh strangely enough this rec league we got the league we got the league rules before we started and one of the league rules was no dunking allowed really it says if you dunk the ball you get a penalty and then it doesn't count which takes what that's that's my main skills on the course my my, <laughs> of high, course. my high flying jams yes right. so it's like taking superman's cape away i don't it's just <laughs> yeah man
2: you don't spit on superman's cape that's right, right.
1: um so I guess they heard I joined the league, and they thought, we got to keep Burkhart out of just embarrassing people with these monster jams. So they made that rule. But they said no dunking, and then they saw, sent an e- another email saying, oh, by the way, we now have a zero-tolerance policy for altercations. There have been too many— Fights between players and people in the stands. I'm like, what kind of league did I join? Oh no! Is that the Salvation Army gym? <laughs> <laughs> people throwing punches.
2: So does that uh, <laughs> does that to bring it back around? Does that count for uh, for donuts also? Is there is there no dunking? Uh You know, it's, it's just sure. so you can't bring any donuts onto the court. I, I, That's, can't, uh, I
1: can't be. You're 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 cheating on your Krispy Kreme references <laughs> with a dun- dunking donuts reference. I gotta it's I supposed- gotta have the
2: good stuff, man. If I if I'm <laughs> gonna good, take stuff. the the Uber trip across uh-huh. town to go to Burbank, I'm going to Krispy Kreme.
1: Yeah, <sighs> they're just too. Only, the best. Only, only the, the best. only the best. That's for right, you. man.
2: Raspberry filled. Oh my god, I may have to go there immediately after the show. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I got the crave. So, are uh, where are you from? I'm from San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio. Okay. Yes. Um, Is there anything you miss from there?
1: Um, I I mean I. Mm, the things I miss, um, I'm best without. So, uh-huh. I mean, I miss the crappy, crappy, terrible food we eat. But uh, so San Antonio, you know, I miss barbecue and the Tex-Mex, but people also keel over from heart attacks very early from all that stuff, all the good stuff. But San Antonio, maybe eight, nine years ago, it was named the, the fattest city in the country. So there's some pride in that. Like we are number one in something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so I looked it up the other day to see what happened. Because a couple years later, we were, we were number two. I think Houston became number one. And then last, I checked, and last year we were number seven. So, we're making progress. Uh-huh, we're making progress. We're, we're either we're making, like, a bunch of towns in Alabama have, like, passed us up, but uh, we got we to buckle down San Antonio, get the number one spot that's back, I right. know you can right. do it. I don't know if it's because San Antonio has gotten less terrible or the rest of the country's gotten more terrible with being out of shape. Uh, so, that's why they're passing us up. You can do it, guys. You can do <laughs> yeah. it. Let's let's go. Let's go, team. Yes. <laughs> you remember the Alamo? Remember to get Alamo'd <laughs> hey, when you get uh, a pie, get the ice cream on the side. It's, it's a weird town because everything is named after the Alamo. Oh, yeah. On well, my rental car, all the stores, and the, the sports arena for a long time was the the Alamo Dome. But that was the site of a terrible massacre where everyone got killed. So I don't think that's the way what you want to name your your sports yeah. team yeah. stadium. We're making our last stand at the Alamo Dome. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a Cosby
2: high school. It's yeah, a weird point uh, of pride. Probably don't want that anymore. No. There are a lot of dumb foods from St. Louis that uh, oh, yeah. that I miss, like toasted ravioli. Which I've never heard n- of that before. No one here has. No one toaster here has. Toaster ravioli? It's so good, dude. I bet, that,
1: I bet that goes pairs well with some Mountain Dew Code Red. You have no idea. That. It really <laughs> does. It goes down smooth, man. It goes down smooth. <laughs> and it comes up chunky. That's the other side of that sentence you don't want <laughs> to hear. That's right. Exactly. Um, so you can't find toaster ravioli in California. It <laughs> doesn't exist. No.
2: Uh, or White Castle, which is our you know fast food go-to I, I, over there.
1: I lived in New York for a while, and I- I got s- extremely ill on White Castle and never— I hear that American. a lot. <laughs> I yeah. they don't call them Sliders for no reason. That's right. And, yeah, in San Antonio we have uh, Whataburger, which is the— Oh, historic sure. Historic
2: I've been to Whataburger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so mm-hmm. when I go
1: back, I make my pilgrimage there. But uh, I eat there, and I'm just full for the next three days. And I'm like, how did I live off this every day? And then part of my Texas youth was Sonic, which we get all these Sonic ads in L.A., Sonic. but Sonic's like miles, Strawberry miles away. Strawberry limeade, baby. Well, yeah, the drinks were fun and the terotots are fun, but I hadn't had it in years. And I was driving to Vegas last year and I found a Sonic on the Boondocks. So I had it for the first time in maybe 20 years and it was terrible. Oh, no. I don't know if it was a particularly bad Sonic, but the terotots were burned and the burger was gross. And I was just like, it's not, it's not the way it was in my day. Yeah. When it was
2: pure. In and out is fine. I mean, yeah. it's it's okay. It's it's an all ride substitute.
1: They actually, and you know, everything's becoming so homogenized that that special regional things are kind of becoming ubiquitous. But, but although I'm not sure if toaster ravioli will make it, but they they opened some In N Outs in Texas now. Ah. it was a big deal. My friends from Texas, Texas would visit me in L. A. and we'd go to In N Out because it was a treat. But they opened an In-N-Out in uh, San Antonio near where my, where my mom was living uh, like three years ago, and I was there the week after it opened, and there were lines like a mile long. Wow. And they actually, when they for the grand opening, they would have always always police there for crowd control. Oh, wow! Because everyone heard like, oh my God, this is the big deal from California. Now it's in. Some Texans were complaining that the burgers too small for what you get because we everything's bigger in Texas, including <laughs> cholesterol. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like a light appetizer, the average In-N-Out. Not burger, uh, a Texan. So they they're
2: in and out. Is is is, uh, is in, and in and in. Texas like like uh, white white castle. <laughs> yeah, uh, so those so are sliders the to tiny, them. Yeah, sliders to them.
1: Because my, my I no longer have my my Texas stomach. I have, I have a California stomach. Meaning, when I go home, I get I'll, I'll get full immediately on on half the portion i used to have Uh because i didn't i didn't realize until i left texas that you could have green beans without bacon in it like everything (laughs) healthy we fuck up i was i mean we we can't nothing can be pure if you have broccoli it's covered in melted cheddar cheese yeah you have absolutely beans there with bacon
2: do not serve me broccoli unless it's slathered in (laughs) cheddar sauce
1: it kind of defeats the purpose (laughs) it's
2: so good though brandon it's so good brandon Thank you so much for joining me today. Really appreciate you me. coming out. Um, you know,
1: I'm, I'm either going to be your best friend or your worst foe. There's no <laughs> in between. That's you, right.
2: You decide. Thank you so much to our engineer for engineering us all the way to the end of the show. Brandon, where can my listeners find you?
1: Uh, they can find me uh, at, at this little website, Startup Mom and Pop website called Twitter. Uh, I've look never for heard me. of that. <laughs> yeah, what what is that exactly? I'm one of the early I'm one of the, the early, early investors and I'm an early <laughs> adopter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you can find me now. My name is Brandon Burkhart, but I'm there on there as Burkhart Brandon. Cause someone took my oh, name and barely sons of bitches. Some idiot in Kentucky. So I'm at Burkhart Brandon. And I post jokes there
2: every day for your amusement. Thank you. And uh friend or foe, of course, you can find at all the places at friend or foe pod and that's F A U X. And, uh, thank you so much. Uh, see you next time.
0: Anticipation of my vacation, excited to smell the breeze. And seeing all the water, things to discover, that's all I really need. You know you're getting close when sand's in the road, won't be long before you reach. And if you're feeling lazy, things are kinda crazy. Know that hammock's within reach I just need some margarita mix You see to lips Your eyes looking into my laughing at me, sand between our toes, waves along the shore, and then cocktail hour, in the outdoor shower, well that never seems so wrong me, you know you're getting close, what sand in the road, won't be long before you reach, I just need some margarita names to see, Jabberjawmedia.com for more shows like this one.